Alrighty, Paranormals. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Paranormal Guys. I'm Zane. And I'm Kyle. And today we want to talk about a very haunted place in Utah. I don't know, very haunted might be an ex- a little bit of a, an overstatement, but I found this lake okay. called Moon Lake. Kyle, you, you've been there, yeah? I haven't actually been there, but because my parents live not too far from it, I've heard a lot about it. Kyle's parents, for reference, live in what one could define as the literal middle of nowhere, but... No joke. When I go to their house, I get island fever. Yeah. Like, I can't handle it, and I have to leave. He's told me a couple <clears> stories <throat> about driving out there in winter storms. We get fairly bad winter storms up here. Um... There's that one where you got like stuck and it was like the shining, right? Like you had to like wander your way back to the house. Like, <laughs> you just they found it him in a snowbank about two hours later with an axe just staring off in his face. Been, it hasn't been that bad. No, but the because the snow my parents have no trees around them. So when the wind comes through and it's there's snow, it just blows it over the road. So they have to plow their road like five times a day, even if it's not snowing. Which is actually kind of cool because it sets the the tone for the place we're at. It's a very remote place, but people go there a lot. There's a nice campground there. It's kept up by the state. It's called Moon Lake. Mm -hmm. Moon Lake is probably one of the only places I've found in Utah where there's, it's not a necessarily like a mythical experience where you, there's a ghost of something that just inhabits the region. There's a physical corporeal ghost. And Kyle, today we're going to talk about some ghosts. Yes, we are. Different types of ghosts. Kyle's done some great research, um, and I wanted to start I out say with... it's great, but it's research. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Googled some <clears throat> and uh, yeah. I mean, some stuff, and we're going to talk about ghosts today. Yes, we are. There's a few different types of them, and one of them is a corporeal ghost. That's a ghost that manifests itself occasionally in human form, but other times it can be something else. It has to be physically there, though. And yeah. there's one in Utah near Kyle's parents' house. Mm-hmm. It's a ghost of a young girl who was drowned at the lake. She got into an accident and died at the lake. Now, when you say accident, do you, was it like a swimming accident? That's my accident? understanding. <clears throat> it was a swimming accident and she, she, I think, drowned at the lake. You know, stuff that happens, unfortunately, fairly commonly. The difference here... Do you know if her def- death was recent? Sorry. Um, I'm not sure. Do you want to do some research on that, Kyle? Yeah. And we'll, we'll find <clears throat> it out. But the interesting part is that apparently she's rare in the fact that she doesn't haunt the lake in a vengeful way. She's not a malicious spirit. But she is looking for her parents. So she'll occasionally wander into people's campsites looking for her mom and dad. She's noted as looking like any other little girl, except that she's this bright blue color, the color that you get from asphyxiation. And so she's clearly dead. She's sopping wet and she'll walk into campsites and ask where her parents are. There's, uh, n- there's not a ton of... terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to just set the scene for you. Late fall, you're by a campfire, you're with your friends... Fire's kind of dying down. It's getting quiet. And a five-year-old or so girl wanders into your campsite. Dead. Specifically seven. That's seven years old. Yeah. Seven-year-old girl walks yep. into your campsite, sopping wet, definitely dead, asks where her parents are. I would lose my mind, yeah. dude. That would be some scary stuff. But apparently she manifests herself frequently enough that she's well-known. Yeah. Um, she haunts, once again, Moon Lake for those listeners that want to go look that up. Yeah, and Moon Lake is actually north... It says it's in you in the UN, high UNS in North Duchesne County. So to put that in perspective for you, it's about two hours from Salt Lake City. We might go visit, and if we do, we'll take some video. We'd like your response, though. Do you want to see a video of us going and exploring Moon Lake, staying overnight? It's coming in on winter, so it's the eeriest time of the year. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to go stay the night, we're going to take my sister's trailer because I'm not staying in a tent. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. I'm just saying in the winter. Kyle. I've camped in a negative 10 in a tent and been fine, man. It's it's a tent. Well, I have too, but it was also miserable. What are we all going to do? Just sit there and spoon? So, Kyle, we've talked a little bit about this girl, the corporeal ghost. 
What other kinds of ghosts are there? Well, there, there's a lot. So corporeal, when I found online, another name for it that I found on several different websites is they call them funnel ghosts. And I was like, I've never, I'd never heard of that before, a funnel ghost. Um, but they're, those are the type of ghosts that most people will see in historical locations and buildings. There will be the ones with the cold spots. And... So it was like a gray lady, a funnel ghost? <clears throat> that's, see, that's what I was trying to look up. Like, what kind of ghost was the gray lady? But I'm assuming the gray lady is more of a demonic haunting rather than an actual ghost. Okay. And to put that in perspective for our listeners, it's, it's difficult because there's no real science behind ghosts. I, for right. one, believe that EMF stuff is bullcrap i don't i don't think it's real i think it's totally produced by movie studios and companies that need to make money off of daytime television so yeah for sure i am a total skeptic of emf but i do believe in being able to feel the presence of a ghost i believe that ghosts do exist mm-hmm. um and that being said a demonic ghost is malicious by nature it's something Absolutely. that may or may not want to hurt you is something that may or may not want to make you leave it might just not like the fact that you're there it might physically want to harm you and that's where it becomes a little bit of a gray zone because you can't physically prove a ghost attacked somebody right well that's why the uh, warrens are always being proved they're being proven wrong and it's like it's, it, are they really being proven wrong or is science just proving that what's happening to them there's a scientific way to say this person had this mental breakdown or whatever it was and but then, for the sake of the episode we'll say it's ghosts right for sure <clears throat> i'm just saying that science can prove a lot of things but ghosts is not something it can prove i agree and so that's why the warrens get a lot of slack on their stories and different things yeah and that's part of the problem is that you can either prove or disprove it so exactly we wanted to kind of get into that a bit today what are some other kinds of ghosts kyle okay so the most simplest one is they call it the interactive personality um, they said this one's the most common ghost. This is the one, we, I don't know if you've ever been to like old homes. I have a friend who has an old house that's like over 100 years old here in Utah. That, And I've been there before and he said that when he was doing renovations, like weird things would happen in the house. And he had a friend come over who was a spiritualist or I don't know what she was. Maybe the derision in your voice there, man. Who <laughs> <laughs> was a spiritualist. Long pause. I should say she was, uh, he called her a medium. So <clears throat> was she a Reiki? If she was a Reiki, we're, we're just done I'm here. Just, I'm just imagining <laughs> someone with dreads covered in tattoos. That paid $20,000 to a healer. Right. And waving um, sage. Hey, sage smells good. <clears throat> sage smells like does. weed when you burn it. Sage does not smell good. Well, after this medium came into his house, she said, there's a spirit here that's upset with you for what for re- renovating the house. And so they had done a little bit of digging and up in the attic, there was a, a shoe and it was like a super old, apparently back in the day, um, after getting married, women would put a shoe in the house. I don't, I can't remember exactly why it because was some type of 1800s. Mar- yeah. It was some type of marriage tradition, like put a shoe to like, I don't know if you're claiming it or whatever it may be. And so her shoe was still there and he had pulled it out during renovations. And so he ended up putting it back and he, they had, I don't know if they had a seance or whatever, but they said, he said he had eventually made peace with the ghost where she was, after everything was done, he, she was pretty much happy with 
what he is saying. Okay, so does okay does an interactive this. personality require a medium, or do they ever no, like? Okay, I, I think it's just more like because a lot of times people will say, "Oh, that's grandma just knocking on the door." Like, yeah, I mean, every once in a while, I'll be at people's homes and they'll be like, "Oh, that's just the ghost we have." Interesting. And I'm like, "Is it really a ghost, or or is it?" And it, in this. I mean, according to this, it's an interactive personality. Okay, just... I, I just Googled the, the shoe thing. Uh-huh. This isn't exactly <laughs> it, but it does tie in quite well to what we're talking about here. Um, this is from BBC. It's not from The Onion, just to be clear. So <laughs> it's not from an irreputable source like The Onion or Fox News. Um, right. It says, there are shoes hidden in homes to ward off evil. BBC News, December 10th, 2017. Northampton. Thousands of buildings in the British Isles are believed to have shoes hidden within their walls. But why did the superstitious builders and homeowners believe in such mysterious tradition? So I'm not going to get into it because I don't feel like getting sued by BBC for using too much of their source material. But essentially, it looks like it's an old superstition starting from like the early 1700s. Obviously, it's not in the attic, but whoa. Nearly 900 of the shoes were children's shoes. Like, Hmm, wonder why. Maybe it wasn't children's shoes. Maybe they just fit better in the cladding. But either way, it's really interesting that they would do that. So it's to ward off spirits. That's all it says, though. It doesn't and really go And she haunts in. the house. Interesting. <clears throat> and after this, I told my mom, when you die, you will for sure be haunting your house. So um, with interactive personalities, just to recap, you don't need a medium to communicate with them, right? Because I no, had something not freaky happen that may have been one of those. Like that's That just brought something real strong to memory. So when I, I lived in Louisiana... Uh-huh. Oh, um, I go to which, by the way, guys, you want to talk about hauntings. Your boy lived in Louisiana. Yeah, like, I want to go to Louisiana so bad. Mainly I will for say hauntings. this. The ghosts down there <laughs> have a very unique feeling, if you can call them ghosts. Once again, I don't believe in EMF. I don't believe in any trackable way of talking about ghosts, but I've like I've experienced things like that. So essentially, we were living in this older home um, in, an, in an attic space. So there was a garage below us. It was a separated house. And it was a nice little place. It actually had a very kind of warm, comforting feeling to it. Um, and one day that just kind of snapped and we couldn't really figure out why, but like you ever walk into a house and it just feels kind of cold and scary. It's like walking into a creepy motel, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Like weird stuff's happened here. That kind For of thing. Sure. We walked in, totally felt like that. It was the creepiest thing. But anyway, um, we ended up going up into the attic and there was an attic atop it. So just this small attic space, probably four feet tall mm-hmm. the next day. And by the way, I kid you not, guys, it was a dark and stormy night. Like, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Like, dark it was, and, and by the way, night. if you've never lived in the South, you have never experienced a lightning storm. Oh, I Because we I live up here in the mountains one. and everything hits around us, right? In the South, everything's flat. Everything is flat. So, like, the tallest point might be you or the tallest point might be a blade of grass. Like, it's just, depending on where you are. Anyway, um, it was just this crazy thunderstorm. We drove a truck and my wheel wells were like almost in the water. Like I was in shin deep water walking up to the house. So it, it makes just, me think, have you seen the skeleton key? Yeah. yeah a lot like that. Okay. So it's, <clears throat> it's got this really eerie vibe and it's this backwoods South place we lived in. And it wasn't that everybody's felt, and maybe not everybody, but you know, the serial killer fear where you're like, someone's in my house, that kind of thing. Not like that at all. Just this very eerie feeling. So we slept there over the night. We wake up in the morning and we're like, we should check the attic. Like, <laughs> I am superstitious, but I am a little stitious. So like, yeah. we go up into the attic, dude, playing cards, okay? Playing cards laid out around the entire outside edge of the attic. What? Can't make this stuff up. 
went up, pulled all the playing cards out, put them in a box, chucked them out in the backyard, just threw them in the garbage can. I would have thought nothing else them. of it. Like, and they were all face up, man. Every single one of them, except the sixes. So like, went and put them all in a bag, threw them in the garbage can. We was good after that. No problems. But dude, like, I, I don't know if that counts as an interactive personality. I don't know if the cards were something Possibly. to do with it, but like, that was some scary stuff, man. Well, I mean, the interactive personality says it could be, they can make noises, speak, um, touch you or emit an odor like a perfume or cigar. So smoke. are they technically like a corporeal ghost as well? Well, what I'm imagining more of interactive personality is because a lot of times people be like, oh, Aunt Susie was here. I just smelled her perfume. You know, just oh, something I, like I that. Have a dead it's like, brother. I've, I've actually like totally had that. He, yeah. So like, that would be I've experienced his <clears throat> presence around before, like his <clears throat> his graves, like a mile from here. I went and saw the grave the other day and like totally, totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, my cousin, she died when I was like nine years old. And I remember there was a very distinct smell of flowers at her funeral. And I think it was the po- the bouquet of flowers they had on top of her casket. And every once in a while, I just get a big old whiff of it. And I'm like, where did that come from? And then I'm like, hey, it That's totally could be interesting. her. Isn't that crazy? So listeners, real quick, before we move on to the next one, if you've had an experience, and it has to be a good one, don't give us any nonsense. Come on, <laughs> let's, let's do this thing right. Uh-huh. If you've had an experience with an interactive personality, please... Let us know. Reach out to us. Yep. We'll include the information on how to do that at the end of the episode. What do you got for us next, Kyle? Okay. So the next one, we're kind of building up here. Uh, the next one is the ectoplasm. Or I don't ectomist. know what that is. Other than like <clears throat> Ghostbusters. That's, that's the only way that I know ectoplasm. The only story that I'm familiar with of an ectoplasm is... Um, <sighs> I forgot the name. Uh, Haunting in Connecticut. They made a movie about it. It's called The Haunting. Is that the one where the dude's intestines are coming out of his mouth? That's okay. what it looks like, but that's ectoplasm. Okay. So, but this, the movie and the actual true story. Is there a book? Yes. Plug, plug, plug. The book is called In a Dark Place. Is it freaky? Yes. It is probably one of the most terrifying books I've ever Can read. I just make one real quick like segue here? Um, so I find personally, this is personal experience, mm-hmm. When you read about these things, when you actively seek them out, they tend to stick with you. So yeah. I, I would just caution all listeners. Agreed. Be careful with stuff like that. It's the reason that I love me some horror films and hate <laughs> me some demon films. Don't like that. Don't need to invite that to my life. Yeah. So the whole premise of the story, and it's an Ed and Lorraine Warren story. That's why I'm like, this is yeah probably true. Yeah. Um, a family moves into a house, and the house is actually a former... Um, I can just list off some of the common ones. Indian graveyard. No. Pet cemetery. No. Morgue. Oh, large hotel up in the mountains with a crazy <laughs> guy. <laughs> That's the one. Right. No, it's a, it's a former morgue that has been converted into four different apartments. Hold the hell up. What kind of psychopath moves into a morgue? That's like buying yeah. a hearse because you're just that kind of person. Uh, my brother-in-law owns a hearse. Does your brother-in-law drop his kids off to school and do they lay down to go <laughs> <He> there? <does. laughs> He doesn't have any kids yet. Wonder why. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle's brother-in-law. <laughs> but no, Sorry but it's... <laughs> I saw it peak. I was like, oh, Mike, our, our dear producer, Mike. Say hi, Mike. Hello. <laughs> Just dealt with that. Continue. <laughs> but yeah, so they moved into it. And that's my exact thoughts was, why would you do that in a million years? But the reasoning is, is they had a son who has cancer and they had to move. They were forced to move to Connecticut because it was closer to the hospital 
that he was being treated at. So, of course, naturally, the first place you stay with a cancerous child is a morgue because you're right. just prepping them? Or, right. like, exactly. what's the plan there? <laughs> We're getting you ready. Holy crap. So, in the basement of their portion, because, like, like I said, the, the house has been split into four apartments. In the portion of the house where they're in, you can go into the basement, and that's where they had the, like... The bodies. No, well, yes, the bodies were drained of blood down there, and they have the blood pit. And I'm like, what? Okay, if you're renovating this house, why would you not take care of that and turn it into a normal room? Like, what the heck? Secondary point, <laughs> if you ever buy a house and someone says, oh, have I showed you the blood pit yet? You don't <laughs> buy that house. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's a very interesting story, and I... Do If you do watch the movie rather than read the book, just know that there's a lot of like seance stuff that happens in the movie that isn't real. And one of the seance things is the kid has ectoplasm coming out of his mouth. So what exactly is ectoplasm? It's, it's a, they have said that it's a, it's matter. It's actual matter. Like physical matter. Physical matter. Um, that is projected by a, an, a spirit. So I don't, What's I don't exactly know. I don't know the purpose of it, but so this is what it says online. Um, if you ever have seen a mist or a fog that looks like it's swirling, if so, you may be witnessing what paranormal investigators deem as an ecto mist or ghostly mist. This vapor cloud usually appears several feet off the ground and can move swiftly or simply stay still. Um, but it's always moving. It's always like it always looks like it's orbiting because it's biological, right? These ghostly encounters have been captured on many videos and photographs and can be white, gray, or even black. Although they can simply appear this way, linger. Um, can I just make a point here as well, Kyle? As yeah. this, The skeptic in me is screaming this. There's also this thing called steam. See, that's my thing. I'm not... Ectoplasm, ectoplasm is one of those things that I'm like, is it real or is it so just let's, let's put something this up to you, listeners. Explain? Has anybody had an experience with ectoplasm? Can yeah. anybody give us a more satisfactory explanation? And if you can, absolutely. we'll read it on the air. We're happy to do that for you. Yeah, absolutely. I am a bit of a, a skeptic when it comes to ghosts. I've been to a lot of places that are supposedly haunted, and I'm like, okay, if there's something here, let it happen, and then nothing ever happens. Well, there was so. that time that you got really tripped out on acid, and that Ouija board really didn't work. So. <laughs> it's spinning. <laughs> All it keeps saying is A repeatedly. <laughs> it's saying L-O-L. L-O-L. Um, no, Should like, I do this again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a Luigi board. How do I burn a Luigi board? <laughs> um, anyway, so that's one of the that's one of the types of ghosts that I'm kind of skeptical about. Okay, what's the next one? The next one is a poltergeist. Okay, so loyal fans of Kubrick and other famous haunted artists will know of the movies Poltergeists one and two. I actually loved those movies. I thought they were campy as hell, but I oh, loved yeah. them. Um, if anybody's seen it, they're portrayed a couple different ways. So a poltergeist, according strictly to Hollywood, is a ghost that is essentially your cliche movie ghost. Mm -hmm. It wants you out. It's an Indian burial ground. It possesses items or furniture or objects. That's where it differentiates itself from a corporeal ghost or a, a ghost with a body that, mm -hmm. you know, f basically shows itself right they tend to inhabit objects uh the twilight zone has a lot of poltergeist-esque ghosts for instance there's one where 
Um, the man's shaving razor, like his electric razor, is inhabited by a poltergeist, and it cuts him up. Um, in the in the movie Poltergeist, they actually the car gets taken over by a ghost, a chainsaw gets taken over by a ghost, things like that. Yeah. So is it's is that kind of what they're you're seeing online? Yes, and so they said on so in several places online, I've read that this is actually the least common type of a ghost is a poltergeist. Interesting. But a lot of times it's just like turning lights on and off or... Oh, there are some great videos on YouTube about that. Okay. There's some like footage where... Okay, so most poltergeists can be explained pretty commonly. Right. Fishing, fishing line and somebody bored. You know what I mean? Right. But I've seen a few and only a few to be honest with you where I'm like, that's, that's right. a little eerie. Um, if anybody would like to, you can look up plug, plug, plug. Top 5S, so top fives top on YouTube. Um, I showed Kyle it years ago. We're both avid fans. Yes. Um, but he is quite good at trying to keep it objective. And he shows some footage, which is right near where I went to college briefly up in Pocatello, Idaho. Mm -hmm. Pocatello is a very haunted city, believe it or not. There is something in Idaho, guys, and it's a haunted city. <laughs> um, basically, in Pocatello <laughs> High School, there's footage of chairs being moved around, lockers being open. Now, some of it has been faked and it's been acknowledged right. to be faked. But there's others where it's not super explicable. You'll just see something, some force, something or other, fly down the hallway and throw up on a bunch of lockers. Just And they're locked. They're closed. Slams all these doors open. There's also footage I've seen of a cottage in Scotland mm -hmm. where they left a camera out. And you just start seeing doors open and then just slam shut, open, slam shut. And you can't open them with fishing line, right? Unless you have right. some very meticulous rig. At which point, my friend, if you need that validation, come here. <laughs> Who hurt you? Zane will give you hugs. Daddy Zane is here. <laughs> but I've seen some very real, very eerie footage, frankly, where that is what, what you're describing, mm -hmm. doors slamming, drawers opening, yeah. is filmed. And so it's clear to me that poltergeists, for the most part, would you say they're mostly malicious? I wouldn't say malicious. I think they're just like, to me, what a poltergeist might be is just like an angry spirit. That's why they're slamming doors. It says they can be pounding on walls. I've seen that too. Um, it says that... it. How some have been known to just spontaneously start fires. Oh, eerie. Do, you yeah. have, do we have an experience with that one? I don't have an experience. I've just read. Well, I, I need to look this up now because I feel like arsonist poltergeist may be the most terrifying thing I've ever <laughs> right. heard in my life. Now, Followed closely by Donald Trump president. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I do think it's interesting because I have read on a few places. And like we talked about earlier, this is not a science. So this isn't proven or anything. But I have heard <clears throat> and read several places that ghosts actually can't hurt you. They can scare you and they can cause objects to move like a poltergeist that might hurt you. But them themselves cannot hurt you. See, I feel like that's a wives tale. And I'll tell you why. Um, there, are, there are different stories, obviously, right? I mean, in The Shining, ghosts become corporeal, right? But that's a fictional story. Right. But there are also stories of people with handprints around their necks or things like that where it's definitely not a ligature. It's not something that they're being strangled with. It's See, but that leads into if there, if a spirit is actually hurting you, it's not a ghost. It's not a spirit. It's not something that has lived before. It's demonic at that point. Ooh. And this is the part <laughs> where we're going to be very careful. Yes. Because da demonic possession is, I I think out of all hauntings, these are the most real. These are the things that actually can hurt you. These are the things that can attach themselves to you. And whether you believe in a God or not, let me just preface this. Um, demonic possession, as we're going to phrase it, is going to be an agnostic phraseology. We're going to use it because it's the simplest way to describe it. Yeah. 
in my opinion, demonic possession is a real thing. The way the Catholic Church portrays it is not a real thing, in my opinion. I believe that it was a way that they tortured heretics. But essentially, (laughs) I'm sorry, I, I know that the Catholic Church has done great things, and they still do. I have immense respect for the current pope. But you guys got some shit in your past. We all do. So every uh, every church does. That being said, when we refer to a demonic possession, at least in my opinion, and I don't know if this is where, how you feel, I feel it's a person who is actively chosen to allow that to happen to themselves Agreed. and who is asking for a higher power. And once again, I this is a religious in my opinion. They're asking for a higher power or something else to inhabit their body. Um you know, our, I I know that Kyle holds certain religious views. I also do. And I think putting that aside, everybody who has seen a film like The Exorcist has this concept of what it looks like to have demonic possession. Right. Um, I don't believe that that's an accurate depiction, but I think it might be close. I agree. Now, I do believe that some people have seen uh, like the textbook way of a demon with horns and sharp claws or whatever. Because the demonic spirit wants you to be terrified, and so it can project that to your mind. And once again, we're talking about ghosts here, people. So if this is beyond your level, like, (laughs) this is just a different type of ghost. That's the simplest way to describe it. But it's one that can actually hurt you. And that's because you're choosing to allow it into your life, at least in my opinion. Yes. And the only way to be actually possessed by a demon in the textbook way is by inviting it. Which is why you have summoning rituals. Um, and let me be very cautious here. Wiccans do not, in le- at least in my understanding, worship the devil. No. But there are Wiccan and pagan traditions for doing that that are specific to demonic possession. Yes. So, you know, obviously if you're a Wiccan out there, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Definitely. Some of my favorite people are Wiccans. but um, I met quite a few when I went to Boston. We went to Salem. Yeah. And, they and are everywhere. They're kind of like the, I don't know, they're, they're a very chill group of witches. They really so, are. They're really cool. It's That being said, you know, I, I mean no disrespect, but I do know that there are, um, at least in my understanding, Wiccan traditions, pagan traditions for that kind of thing. Most of them occurring on Hallow's Eve. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, is my favorite holiday. So <laughs> I love. do Halloween. we have any other ghosts? Yes, one more. And it's a little bit, I kind of want to end it on this one because it's a little bit lighthearted since demonic is very dark. Um, something called shadow people. It's like things that you see at the corner of your eye and it's like I, someone was just there. And I have a story to go with this. I used to work in, uh, in retail and there was one night that we were closing and out of the corner of my eye, there were pillars in the store that had mirrors on them. Like the whole pillar was covered in mirrors. And I saw somebody in the mirror. And so I went over and I was just going to tell him, hey, we're closing, you know, get gather your things and make your final purchase or whatever. But nobody was there. And so I thought it was just like in my mind. And I was like, oh, maybe I just saw my own reflection, just kind of at a weird angle or something. And then a few weeks later, a guy that actually worked in that department told me he's has seen the same thing several times. But it's just like real quick. And so you don't you just see somebody walk past or it's the corner of your eye or something. And he's like, he had a name for it, but I don't remember. I feel like a lot of places are that way. So I I worked in the theater industry and the technical side for about 10 years. And uh, pretty much every theater is haunted. Everybody will tell you that. The theater I worked in, though, was an, it was, it was a re, uh, repurposed high school. But uh, underneath this repurposed high school built in the early 40s, there's what most of them had. It's a bomb shelter mm-hmm. uh, from the Cold War. But the difference with this one from most is you'll see a large steel door. Some of you may have lived in apartments that have that, but... In this one, it was a tunnel, like a like a crawl space sized tunnel. 
um, that you had to crawl down because mm-hmm. it was for children. Now, that was where we kept our props. We kept all the props down in the basement, not in the shelter, which went way back underground. You could shine a flashlight down there and see the end of it. Um, and there was junk thrown back there and stuff, but nothing eerie. It wasn't horror film stuff where it was like, you know, but like, <laughs> um, it was, it was definitely creepy. And there was a feeling down there, like a vibe to the space. So you turn the lights on. The really creepy part was that the elevator was right in there because you could elevate her down to it. And it would make this ungodly screaming noise when you would turn, when someone would go up the elevator. So it was like, you'd be in there minding your own business, having a jolly old time. All of a sudden the elevator screams at you like the freaking poltergeist <laughs> it is. And you're just down there like, oh, okay, so I'm just my pants <laughs> but um come walking out yeah i'm never doing that again well luckily i'm in the costume room so <laughs> these white pants are now brown and i'm putting them on the hanger but um <laughs> but um <laughs> refiling that um, but the creepy thing that would happen was people would say that they heard laughter from down in the bomb shelter and i'm not a skeptic but i'm a skeptic um and i just I couldn't picture it. I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's creepy as frick down here. And there's a feeling, but there's not laughter. Yeah. And I've never heard laughter. But one night I was in there, it was about two o'clock in the morning. And I was working with my uncle who works over there and does a great job with that team. And I was down on the floor, like in the audience. I was nailing something together. We had this big set piece we had to finish. And I had the nail gun and just dum, 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 dum. And I heard someone walk up onto the stage and I thought it was Mark, my, my uncle. And he wasn't there. I knew he was up in the loft and I was like, what the heck? So I stood up and there was someone in the middle of the stage and it was kind of not out the corner of my head, but in my peripheral vision. And as I turned, there was no one there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went over and later on the next day asked a couple people, I was like, Hey, was someone in here last night? Like, did we, did we lock up? Do we need to like go look and make sure nobody's like sleeping in the building? Right. And they're like, Oh no, that's George. And I was like, George. And they're like, yeah, there's a ghost that lives here. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks for the heads up. Great. Yeah. Really, really appreciate the fact that I was in there. But no, nonetheless, like totally out. It was like right in my peripheral vision until I looked right at it. And right. just as kind of a micro ending to this as well, something mm-hmm. a little more lighthearted, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up orbs earlier, right? Yes. So what exactly is an orb? That's an uh, orbs and the ectoplasms don't make sense to me mm-hmm. um and then every time people are like oh that's got orbs in it it looks like dust particles to me so i can never really but essentially orbs and ectoplasm are very similar if not okay. the same um i did i did actually have an experience with one okay. um so orbs at least from the few stories i've heard mm-hmm. orbs are fairly common right. um there was a road out in texas when i lived there where you could see a red orb um that would appear at night on this very long road um, and it's a trick of the light most of the time, in my opinion, I think it's taillights, but you'll see it when there's no cars out there. And it's actually supposedly a railroader looking for his head after it got Can taken off. Can you see it with headlights or is it just like dark you drive down the road turn your lights off and you can see it way out there it's a very long tree tunneled road it's okay really eerie um it doesn't it's not creepy at all during the day but at night something about it man something about it gives me the heaves so if you drive out there at night i never did it because i just didn't have any interest but um everybody in town oh yeah dude it's the railroader it's the railroader and there's a guy who apparently was decapitated in the process of being a railroad conductor who, I guess, engineer is probably more accurate. Anyway, he was on the side of the rails. He's actually wandering along with his red lamp looking for his head. Um, and so I genuinely feel like that's got to be a light trick because it's just doesn't make sense on a lot of levels. Well, I was going to say, is it like a little reflecting light? No, it's a, it is a swaying off, light. Oh, it's swaying. It, it sways slightly and it will come towards you. People have talked about it speeding up on them. 
People have talked about oh, it getting really close and like hovering around, and it's just a ball of light. What's the street called? I have no idea. But it's in Texas. It's in Texas. Okay. It's outside of Viter. No, not Viter. Caneyhead. Um, but it's it's this fairly commonly known myth. And so I'll be honest, that one not super jazzed about. But when I worked at the same company as Kyle, mm-hmm. um, we would often have to deal with people who had escalated situations. Uh, they call their product wasn't on time or they had an event coming up the person in question i was able to solve her problem fairly easily because unfortunately the person she was talking to before was a bit of a dingus um <laughs> it won't, happens quite a bit i won't name names but but um anyway so this woman called in she was in crisis she was headed to the uk she didn't have the product she needed and she frankly did need it to fully enjoy the experience mm-hmm. And I felt for her and was able to solve the problem. Um, right. And it's fairly easy, frankly. But I asked her a bit about her travel plans, just what, you know, the stuff you do while you're typing. And I was typing away and she tells me where she's staying. And she's staying at this hotel. Its name totally escapes me. But I had just barely watched a video about it. It's a haunted hotel somewhere in Europe. It's older. And it's in the UK. The actual courthouse space of it, so the, the main floor, like the mm-hmm. lobby, was used for hangings. Um, during a brief period of time, because I'll be like, this is my room, everyone. Because need it back you know up. Europe, but um, <laughs> basically they used it for hangings and for like corp, like basically just corporal punishment and murder. Yeah. Um, but it's now a fully functional hotel, and it was then too. Mm-hmm. And so guests have said that they've seen everything from like full blown manifestations of people coming down the stairs. Nothing that's super malevolent, maleficent, maleficent, nothing that is <clears throat> murder, murder the most melons, <laughs> nothing that is malevolent, but things that are definitely like visible. And one of the things they talk about is seeing orbs. So me and this woman going back are now having this full blown conversation. And by the way, nothing would turn me on to wanting to go to the hotel I already booked in another country quite <laughs> yeah. like hearing, oh, the place where they used to have executions. Right. But my stupid Decided to just spit that right on out. Well, she jumps on it, man. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I hope I didn't scare you off. She's like, no, that's super cool. Well, I ended up having to email her some information. (laughs) You guys, you guys, you guys. (laughs) Two weeks later, in the process of doing my happy little job, I get an email and it's from her. And I'm like, oh no, we did something wrong. Like she got the wrong thing or whatever. Bro, it's pictures of an orb. No way. Bro, pictures of an orb in the middle of the hallway in the place that I told her about. And she just like gushes about me for like 10 minutes. Thank you so much for telling me about this. This is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) You guys are the coolest freaking company because you got people that like ghosts. More to the point though, (laughs) you guys, she sent me a picture of a freaking ghost. That is cool. Me. And I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. So that's awesome. It was just super interesting because I'm like, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, orbs, whatever. But mm-hmm. I've seen one. Like somebody took a freaking <laughs> picture of one and sent it to me. That is so cool. So yeah, we can add that in. But yeah. So that reminds me though, my little sister went on to the Queen Anne and oh, stayed the oh, night. Did. Oh, she didn't. And she woke up in the night and could hear a party going on, and couldn't like, go back to sleep. Explain party. Uh, just people talking. Like, what was music. the music like? Um, I'll have to ask her again. Or we can go back and listen to the episode, because it's on Old Wives. She talks about it on Old Wives. Because if the music was era correct, I'm about to lose my mind. I don't know, I'll have to ask her again. But she said that when she got up the next morning, also her husband's haunted. And I'm not even joking, and he 100% is. Her husband is haunted. Everywhere he goes, stuff happens. And he's the one that owns the hearse. 
And he was working on the hearse one day and the hearse is haunted and tried to kill him. Anyway, dude, this dude is bad juju. <laughs> For real. I'm, I'm like, I'm... he's coming over for Thanksgiving. We're going to cut all this out. <laughs> can, can you just video him at Thanksgiving? Just okay. in case some <laughs> goes down. Why are you videoing me? Oh, no, no worries. His eyes are looking in five different directions. <laughs> when, when, when he's carving the turkey and his head just starts spinning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she, she stayed at the Queen Anne and she heard music and like a party going on. And she's, she said she laid there for like two hours and couldn't go back to sleep. And she's like, can these people like stop? This is a freaking hour. Because it was like four in the morning. And then the next morning, um, she asked him, she's like, what, was there a party going on or something last night? And they're like, nope, you were just in one of the rooms that's haunted. And that's she's so like, sick. Hey, what? That is the coolest thing ever. Um, and it wasn't like terrifying or anything. She said it was more just like annoying. Dude, that is the coolest thing. Isn't All right, it? so I've got a good outro for us. If okay, we need it. perfect. All right, guys. So, no, actually, that's a really dumb way to end it. So that's been five ghosts that we've talked about. There are a couple of happy haunts here in Utah, um, right here locally, as a matter of fact. I don't know if you guys know about these, but there's one in Park City, um, which I had a condo from my entire childhood directly across from it. Really? I, I, could, I, I looked at it for like my entire childhood. Never, never thought about it. Just found out later. It's this old, it, it looks like Winchester. Ooh. It looks just like Winchester. By the way, we might do an episode on Winchester. If we get the chance, we're going to go. Yeah. But you guys, apparently it's this super haunted house. It's in Park City. Problem is a lot of haunted houses here in Utah are, are haunted by, and this isn't really a problem, I guess, per se, but they're haunted by benevolent ghosts. Meaning that, they're what we might call a lazy ghost. Yeah. Um, it's it's a ghost that is kind. It's a ghost that's happy to have you there or might just want to chill with you. It's like the Post Malone of ghosts. <laughs> so essentially, that's where we run into a bit of an issue is that we won't have anything super creepy, but we might have some cool experiences. One of yeah. them is also in Salt Lake City, right in Salt Lake City proper. Um, it looks very similar. It's got this eerie art deco style to it. It's okay. been a lot of different things. It's been like a wedding hall. It's been a dance studio. What's it called? I can't think of it. It's okay. right across from my dentist though. It's like, how do I keep finding these? But um, there are a couple of great places we'd love to go visit. One other one that you guys might not be aware of. Do you know the uh, theater? It's like the grand ballroom up at the U. Um, it's like an auditorium. I want to say I've heard about it. There's So there's a huge auditorium. It's part of the old University of Utah campus. Uh-huh. You guys, this is the creepiest thing I've, I've heard in a minute. So there was a cop there not too long ago. They do night watch there because it's huge. It's a big uh-huh. space. There's a lot of entry points. It's an old building. But essentially, long story short, that building has uh, it's got some history. So one of the officers was down in the basement alone and he smelled something burning. And reported it couldn't find a problem police the fire department showed up couldn't find anything happened three times in one night turns out that building caught on fire years ago and killed a bunch of people inside of it really creepy stuff guys so that building still is haunted to this day despite refurbishment if you ever go in there though and my little sister like years ago had a ballroom rehearsal in there not a ballroom what am i saying uh ballet ballet rehearsal in there years ago when i was like probably 14 maybe mm-hmm. at the very oldest i remember thinking it's a really old building like <laughs> not not in like a bad way like in kind of right. an appreciative like this is an interesting art deco style that's clearly been remodeled but it's an old old building right like it had that feel to it and i don't ever remember feeling concerned or like the eeriness of ghosts right but the idea of i, I call it ghostly agoraphobia when you're alone in a large space at night where there are supposed to be people there is something eerie about that Absolutely. there's something 
wrong with that. Absolutely. And I can just picture that alongside the smell of smoke. That mm-hmm. officer quit. Oh, I would too. He was like, I'm out. Well, like, that's the, well, that's the worst thing about smoke. And this is why blind people are terrified of smoke. You can't find where it's coming from. You just smell it. And it's like, well, where, where's its source? Yeah. And so being in a large room like that uh-uh. and smelling it, that would be horrifying. So we'll do some research and bring you that story as a micro episode. And we'll go into more detail about uh, about that story and about the history of that building. I think but we should talk about the ins- uh, insane asylum. The asylum 49? Well. Yeah. By the way, if you ever want to hear something that's a remarkably effed up story, that insane asylum, the one that was a real insane asylum, is now a haunted house. Yes, and I've been to it. It was actually really fun. I feel like that's kind of like building a building that looks like the 9-11 towers and like and then giving tours and again? demolishing it with yes. a plane. Like, it just feels really on the nose to me. I don't know. Yeah. I, just I get, know, I get uh, it. But yeah, I get the idea. But uh, anyway, yeah. we appreciate you sticking it out with us through this mm-hmm. episode. Um Kyle, did you know that one of the most haunted houses on the planet is actually a very well-known house? Is it the Winchester Mystery House? Close. That one is really haunted. It's the White House. (gasps) The White House is an incredibly haunted place with everything from apparitions to poltergeists to this really creepy one that floats about the hallways with his shirt unbuttoned and this mop of blonde hair. (laughs) Sometimes he says things like, the Mexicans were pay for it. <laughs> and he's slightly orange. Yeah, he glows. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been your episode of Pair of Normal Guys for today. I'm Zane. And I'm Kyle. Just because you smell smoke doesn't mean it's real. And don't mess with demons. To keep up to date on what's happening on the podcast, follow us on Instagram at Guys Pair of Normal. Also, if you have any stories you want to share with us, email us at pnormalguys at gmail.com.